It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Josh Giddy. He's special. He's a special player. As Russell Westbrook departs from Oklahoma City a few years ago, they still remain the triple-double capital of the world as Josh Giddy breaks NBA records, get this, held by Oscar Robertson. He's a blue chipper. He's awesome. But so is straight man. Isaiah Roby makes things interesting for the future. And the Thunder lose to the Spurs. All this and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder and the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team's. Every day, I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by rockauto.com. We're going to dive into the Thunder taking on the Spurs, the last game before the All Star break. The Thunder missing three starters, a ton of key contributors, and SGA has an injury update now. But the big story is Josh Giddy recording his third straight triple-double, his fourth total on his rookie season, and puts himself in the same breath as Oscar Robertson. Josh Giddy's a special player. Josh Giddy is a blue-chip player. Look, the NBA draft lottery could not have gone worse for the Oklahoma City Thunder. It simply couldn't have. I mean, they had a chance for two top-five picks. Their chance was a virtual lock for a top-five pick. And they end up pick six in what was all year a five-player draft. Really, for two years, it was a five-player draft, with those names never really changing until the combine whenever Scotty Barnes started to get a ton of hype, and he then leaped into the top five ahead of Jonathan Kaminga. Last year, the lottery felt really, really bad. And yet now, you sit with Josh Giddy, who has his third straight triple-double, his fourth total. He's the second rookie ever to record three straight triple-doubles, Oscar Robertson first. Russell Westbrook leaves and Josh Giddy enters, and the Thunder remain the triple-double capital of the world. He puts up 17 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, 44% from the floor, one for four from deep. He even hit a step-back three in this game. Just three turnovers, two fouls. His lob pass to Pokoshevsky was incredible. Josh Giddy is a very savvy player. His understanding of the game and how it works and what he can pull off versus what he can't pull off is unreal for a teenager. And he, while he has a ton of experience overseas in the NBL, and while that professional experience matters a lot, and some could say that it matters more than college basketball, he's still only a handful of games into the NBA, the best league in the world. But yet... He thinks the game better 
than almost anybody, especially with the ball in his hands. He sees things develop before they happen. And you imagine that's only going to grow with more time in the film room, with more experiences, with more trial and error. Josh Giddy is doing things that are unbelievable. Josh Giddy is doing things that if Cade Cunningham were doing them, the world would not stop talking about it. But I still believe that the fact that there's no national television games for the Thunder and the fact that we have our pre-draft prices, that all is working against Josh Giddy right now in terms of national attention, which he's getting in some respects, like going wire to wire so far in Western Conference Player of the Months for rookies. But in other aspects, he's not really being seen as that blue chipper. Along with his experience and his triple doubles, his flashy passes. What gets me most excited about Josh Giddy is his shooting upside and awareness of his shooting deficiencies. We've seen players who can't shoot very well to start their careers, but since they do other things in an elite fashion, they figure, Hey, I can be an elite player because of these other things without shooting. And then they don't work on it or they don't feel the need to change it. Or they're just so stuck in their ways. They don't want to change it. But Josh Giddy's openness with the media, with himself, with everybody involved about needing to change his jump shot, about needing to tweak his jump shot, about needing to work on his three-point shot. With his work ethic and his ability to improve game to game, night to night, and just everything we know about him so far, about how much he loves basketball, it makes me believe he can become at least a 36% three-point shooter. Anything more than 35%, 36%, 37%, anything more than that, And it's just gravy because all you need from Josh Giddy is to be an average three-point shooter because he can branch off of that so easily with the passing, with the floater, with the ability to finish at the rim, with the ability to see the game in a different light. And just naturally being a better scorer as you mature and get older and develop your body more and things like that. So the shooting upside really intrigues me. Again, he might go wire to wire in Western Conference Rookie of the Month awards, who was done recently by Luka Doncic. Josh Kidd is a special player. And I think that our pre-draft biases or our pre-draft draft thoughts and the fact that we're only a little over half a season in on Josh Kidd and on all these rookies has forced some caution or forced some pause or reservation. And we know it takes people a long time to change their mind on players, right? You get this idea about a player and you want to be right, therefore you're going to hold out to the last possible second or until it's too late to change your opinion or simply never change your opinion on a player. Look, you can go back and listen to the draft profile on Josh Kitty that I did on this podcast last summer. I thought he'd be a nice player. I thought he'd be a complimentary player. I didn't see star with Josh Kitty. And I was wrong. Josh Kitty is a blue chip player. Josh Kitty is going to put himself in the elk of Luca and Ja, Zion. And of course, not play type. They all play differently than him. But in the sense of this is a player that can single-handedly, as a number one option, lead your team to the NBA Finals. This is a player that, if you're Sam Presti right now, you're frantically figuring out a way and a path to build around him to help you get to your destination. This is a player 
that the fan base and the organization should rally around. I've compared him to Jason Kidd, who's a top 75 player of all time, who's a Hall of Famer. Many times I've done that. And my opinion on Josh Giddy has already began to change going back to the preseason. Of course, at the start of the regular season, that's when I made the adjustment to, hey, this guy can be Jason Kidd. But now, to me, there's no question that with his awareness about his own game and the game itself, with his tools he has right now as a 19-year-old, with his work ethic, with the stability he has, he's connected to a lot of, of, of NBA players, especially those that are from Australia, but also connected to a ton of uh, NBL pros. His father, his mother, both professional basketball players. His father, a professional basketball coach. Plus the Thunder have an obscenely good developmental track record. With all those factors, when you're going down the list and you're trying to create the next Thunder team to contend for a title, you can put Josh Giddy in that number one option type of area. Now, will it look like 30 points per game? Will it look like a 50-point game in the finals? Probably not. It'll look a bit different than a typical number one option, but he can be the driving factor of a franchise that gets to the NBA Finals. And all you've got to do is get to the dance. So as you scramble to find out how you can get stars in Oklahoma City, because you can't do it through free agency, and you can only do it through the draft, Sam Presti has found a star. It was an odd way to get here. It wasn't the two top five picks we thought it would be. It wasn't Cade Cunningham. It wasn't Jalen Green. It wasn't Scotty Barnes. It wasn't Jonathan Kaminga. It wasn't Jalen Suggs. It was not the names we thought it would be six months ago, seven months ago. But when you watch him play, and when the world watches him play, and I think that this weekend, albeit in an all-star setting, the world will wake up and say, hey, this kid can really be a star in this league, not to mention his personality and his markability, making him a star as well. The last two nights, doing it in the Mecca of basketball under the bright lights, doing it in San Antonio one day before the All-Star break when you're hitting a wall a little bit, and the stretch he's had this season, it's, it's really set in how amazing Josh Giddy can be. And while triple-doubles aren't everything, through his rookie season, which isn't even done yet, he has the same amount as, as John Morant in his entire career. Which, again, is a young career. But it's an interesting fact, nonetheless. Josh Giddy can be a number one option. Josh Giddy can be a reason and a driving force for you to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Well, not Lombardi. It'd be impressive if you could hoist the Lombardi Trophy. He will host, though, hoist, though, a Larry O'Brien trophy. Got to fix that in editing, I guess. I probably won't, so you can laugh at me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. But Josh Giddy special. Now we're going to talk about his fit with SGA coming up, as well as Trey Mann's nice development and Isaiah Roby being an interesting dilemma for the Thunder. We're going to talk about all of that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, I'm going to friends over at betonline.net. Football's over. But basketball is in full steam with both professional and college hoops. Get the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and even figure out which coach will be fired next and where he's going to land at betonline.net. It's the number one spot for all sports betting needs at BetOnline. They remain the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
And it's not just po- uh, basketball. BetOnline.net has scores for hockey, lines for boxing, UFC, and even Olympic coverage and information. Head over to the website today and use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Your next listen, go check out the Locked On Now Podcast, a nightly recap show of every NBA game with breakdowns from our local experts. It's free and available across all platforms. We also are free and available across all platforms. So subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast from, and on YouTube. Now, let's continue this Josh Giddy love fest right now as we head into a weekend in which he'll be participating in the Rising Stars game and the skills competition, and for the first time really be on display for a national audience, and we know his flashy passes can be really good uh, in these settings where a defense is, let's just say, not a priority. But as Josh Giddy has this breakout, which coincides with SGA's ankle injury and him being out until at least the all-star break. The natural reaction for Thunder fans is to panic, hit the red button. Oh no, Josh Giddy, he's breaking out without SGA. Does this mean that they can't coexist together? And we're going to dedicate a whole podcast to this tomorrow. But as a spoiler alert, if you want to not be spoiled, plug your ears right now, skip ahead 15 seconds. They can. They absolutely can. It's not a matter of their play styles to me. It's a matter of their preferences. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but I, I do not think that you should worry at all about if they can fit together as players. Because to me, that's a bit of an overreaction to the recent stretch we've seen. You'll be reminded whenever SGA returns how good of a player he is. And you should go back and see how the Thunder handle. SGA with Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder and that team back then. I have no concerns about SGA's fit with Josh Giddy. None. Again, basketball fit. We'll talk tomorrow about all the ways it can go right and all the ways it can go wrong. But to ease your mind until tomorrow, they can fit together. But I do want to talk about Trey Man. 30 points in the garden on Monday. Said he's learning to be a three-level scorer after the game today. 24 points, six rebounds, three assists, a foul. Three for seven from deep, 10 for 20 from the floor. Players not even jumping at him in the lane whenever he goes for a massive slam. A nice dish to Pogoshevsky for three at the end of the first quarter. Trey Mann has been good. This entire rookie class has been good. We forget about how good Wiggins was before his ankle injury, how good Jerry was before his foot injury. This has been a really solid rookie class. And the ceiling for Trey Mann might not be a starting shooting guard, but it's close. He's a bucket getter. He's a dazzling player who makes crowds each and every night, multiple times a night, go ooh and ah, 
and he's played less than 50 games in his NBA career. But you can expect flash, you can expect highlights, you can expect buckets when you're watching Trey Mann. And as you fill out this roster, not everybody can be a superstar. Not everybody can be number one option. Not everybody can be a starter. Not everybody can be the sole reason you win. But if you have Trey Mann as a sixth man, think about how much that elongates your roster and your team. That helps prevent those scoring lulls when you take your starters out, which is very important when you want to be a contending team. How many contending Thunder teams had terrible on-off numbers and just couldn't survive when their top-of-the-line starters are out of the game? And the Thunder roster construction is a very interesting one because you feel like, if you agree with me that Josh Giddy's a star, that is, you feel like you have Josh Giddy who's a star, you feel like you have SGA who's an all-star caliber player as well, and, and a max contract guy. You feel like you have nice rotational pieces that can really impact winning basketball. Kenny Hustle, Jeremiah Rumson Earl. And then you have a guy like Trey Mann, who can be a bona fide bucket getter. A guy like Lou Dort, who's a defensive stalwart. As well as some intriguing upside pieces like Bokashevsky. It's finding the, the last few missing pieces to it to where if you get lottery luck this year, right, if you land a Jabari Smith, a Paolo, a Chet, if you land one of those three guys, the whole tanking thing, you just can't do it anymore. You won't have enough subpar guys to put in the game anymore if you get lottery luck this year. Now, you won't win NBA Finals next year. You might not even be a for sure playoff team next year, obviously. But your losses are going to come from the fact that you're really young and inexperienced. You might struggle to close out games or might struggle in the first half of the season to mesh all the pieces together in their proper roles. Your losses won't come from not trying. Because if you get lottery luck this year, you have to try. You just won't have any more options because you're going to have three first-round picks coming in this year. Whatever trades you make in the offseason, which have to happen, and a nice nucleus right now to build off of. The drop-off between who you can who you can take out of the lineup, who you can sit down for a couple weeks, and the guy you're putting in, in his place, grows smaller and smaller with lottery luck this year. So the construction, I think, is very interesting. And again, next year will not be a title year for the Thunder, but it'll be a figure-it-out year to see what you have. You've got to have lottery luck, though, and you've got to hit on that pick. You do those two things, next year's a figure-it-out year, the year after that's a push-your-chips-in year, the year after that, you're hopefully ready to win it all. Where it's all starting to come together now. Now, the big thing is, can you get the ping-pong balls to fall your way in a couple of months? Because we have a totally different conversation on hand if you don't. A lot rides on the ping-pong balls this year, more so than last year even. I know that that might get hard for some Thunder fans who want to see this team start winning again and want to see this team start competing again to hear, oh, well, last year we said the same thing, didn't get any lot of your luck, and ended up with Josh Giddy. You got really lucky. And while Sam Presti is really good at his job, and while Sam Presti pulled off a move that I would have not done myself in drafting Josh Giddy, I'll admit that up front, 
sometimes there's just no rabbit left in the hat. Sometimes there's just no luck left. Whenever you get outlucked by the lottery. The assured thing here this year is to get a top three pick. Because Jabari, Paolo, Chet, with this team, with this roster, you've got your foundation. Now you flush it out, then you go try to win titles. It seems simple, but as we saw last year with visions of the first and fifth overall pick dancing in our heads, it's not. It's not. So just enjoy the fact that last year you got bailed out by how smart Sam Presti is and how elite Josh Giddy is and can become. Let me know on Twitter if you agree with me that Josh Giddy can be a number one option. Uh, of course, it'll look different for everybody for the number one option, but a number one option on a title contending team. Let me know if you agree on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. But right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. When you probably couldn't even send an email properly, you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. It's that simple. It's that easy. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars, not a single thing. And that might sound incredibly strange to you because why would that be your favorite part about an auto parts store? Well, it's because I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. They're not going to upcharge me. They're not going to know my personal history. They're not going to know if I know anything about cars or from a mechanic myself. So you're not going to get worked around like you would at these other places. So check them out. RockAuto.com. Tell them that Lockdown sent you and the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. RockAuto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Go check out the Locked On Bets podcast, which is incredible to get your daily dose of betting breakdowns. Over there at Locked On Bets, our podcast, Locked On Thunder. Locked On Bets, also free and available across all platforms, including on YouTube. Subscribe over there and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from for free. You can listen to every single show, which we're going to get into our calendar coming up after this. But I do want to talk more about this game because the Spurs game, the last one before the break, had a lot of juicy stuff. And I want to talk about Tam Albon, who played one of his best games. Look like the player we all thought we'd see this summer at Summer League. Remember in Summer League, right? Whenever Tim Aldon gets on the Summer League roster after playing uh, a team high in minutes, his rookie season, a little strange. He comes out that first game. He looks absolutely jacked on that floor. Looks like a totally new body on Tim Aldon. Looks like a totally new person. And then doesn't really perform at all. Looks really bad at times. When we expected him to be a minimum boys out there in the summer league and just dominate the hardwood in Las Vegas. Remember that back in summer league tonight, he looked like that tonight. He was super aggressive. He dominates this game. I remember only one play where he was very hesitant. He got, he got the pass at like the top of the key, ton of space, dipped his shoulder a little bit, hesitate a little bit, 
didn't shoot it and that passed up and kind of ruined the possession a little bit because they had a wide open three with, with Tim Aldon, but still scores 22 points, two steals, three rebounds, two assists, a block, two turnovers, 28 minutes. He was awesome in this game. The offensive upside he has with the, with the ability to be a passable defender, those two things upside offensively passable defender plus being 20 years old is the reason why you should not give up on Tim Aldon just yet. I really like what we saw today. And again, it's all about consistency. It's all about building. Speaking of consistency and building, if you're a long-time listener of the show, Darius Baisley. That's all you can do is is just sigh. Because versus the Knicks, clutch shots, sending it to overtime, 23 points, three assists, eight rebounds, a steal, two for six from three, 44% or 47% from the floor. Good defense, being aggressive, getting to the line, seven free throw attempts. In the Mecca, overtime, beating the Knicks. Finally, getting some respect after putting together five, six really, really good games. Getting the fan base off your back. It's been riding you for over a year, sometimes unfairly. Taking victory laps on Twitter, social media. It's clicked. Everything's clicked for Darius Baisley. He's turned the corner. Building block Baisley is back. And then, versus the Spurs. One made shot. No free throw attempts. Two points. Four assists. Three rebounds. Two turnovers. 31 minutes. No paint presence. Looked disinterested. Didn't want to be there. Lazy. Lacking effort. Could not... Even contest shots at the rim as somebody's having an elite season at blocking shots. Consistency matters. And I get it. I get it. Last game before the All-Star break, you got a week off in sight. And look, this is a job for these players. At your job, you got spring break on the horizon. You got a week vacation on the horizon. Are you your highest productivity that day? Are you your A-plus self that day? Do you brag about your performance the day before vacation at your job? I don't think so. I don't think so. But the problem is, in the spot Darius Baisley is in, with what we've seen from Darius Baisley throughout his career, he can't afford to have days off. He can't afford to have look-ahead days. He can't afford to lack effort the day before the All-Star break. Because when he does, that fan base that was turning the corner on you, getting behind you, finally. I've been I've been trying my hardest to sell this fan base on Darius Baisley for two years. Two years. And he's finally making it look legit. And then this. Folks, It's really, really hard to earn respect. It's really, really hard to earn people's trust. It's incredibly easy to lose it. And those same people on Monday who were telling me to take a victory lap, who were telling me that they, that, that I was right for never getting up on Baisley, that were telling me that they were wrong about pounding on Baisley for over a year and a half. Those same folks back in my mentions after the Spurs game saying he sucks, saying he shouldn't be in this team, saying he shouldn't be in the NBA. The fan base of any sports team is fickle. 
They ride the highs and lows of a season. And so with this game against the Spurs, for most people, it washes out the five, six game stretch you had before, especially for a player who has struggled with consistency his entire career, who's struggled with building success on top of success his entire career. While I'm willing to give out the excuse of it's one game, small sample size, look ahead to the all-star break, wanted the time off, wanted to reset, hit a wall energy-wise, being relied on a lot more due to the injuries. So that was taxing on his body for the last week plus, two weeks, three weeks. And now there's an end in sight to regroup and to compose yourself. Well, I'm willing to afford him that luxury of all of that. The fan base, not so much. And while I'm willing to, to explain it to the fan base, it's just a sigh of, gosh, you know, you get that seventh game today against the Spurs. You head into the All-Star break on seven great games. That changes the entire vibe, entire energy, entire perception of a young Darius Paisley heading into the second half of the season. Well, technically not mathematically the second half of the season. It's kind of all how it's broken up in our brains, so let's just say it is the second half of the season. And you, you just, you hurt for the guy. Because he's always been somebody who gets unfairly ridiculed and unfairly batted down. And after a really good month, this one game, this one game has already turned the fan base against him on Twitter, on social media. That's always not a good judge of, of how things are actually going in the real world, but it's kind of what we got in the basketball world. Also, huge shout out to Lindy Waters uh, the third, Seven minutes, five points, one for two from three. Huge slam dunk coming through the lane. Had a ton of people there to watch him, friends, family, fans, everyone. His story's incredible from Norman to Oklahoma State to playing in an Edmonds semi-pro league to trying out for the blue and making it and then making an NBA uh, debut and, and being on the two-way contract. Just awesome. But again, this Thunder team lost because they just were so short-handed. SGA out, Ty Jerome out, Kenny Hustle out, Lou Dort out, Jerry out, Mike Muscala out. Now, they did give an update on SGA. Remember, he's going to get reevaluated at the All-Star break. That's not a return date. It's just a reevaluation date uh, to give us another update on him. Uh, but so far, Mark said he's on track and he's where they thought he'd be. And again, every player on that list we reevaluate at the deadline. I should say at the All-Star break, and we'll see where they're at for next Thursday against the Suns. The Spurs dominate the second quarter, and that's really the difference in this game. The bet of the day was OKC plus eight. That cashed in. Moneyball pick was Trey Mann. That cashed in as well. MVP of the game is Josh Giddy. Now, what is to come on Locked on Thunder? Well, tomorrow, we're going to talk about if SGA and Josh Giddy can play together. We're also going to talk about the interesting dilemma between Isaiah Roby and Jeremiah Robinson Earl, which we were going to get to today, but we kind of ran long a bit, so I'm going to shove that to tomorrow. And then we're going to talk about the NBA and Thunder stock watch at the All-Star break. We're going to recap the Rising Stars and Skills Challenge events. We're going to grade the Thunder each and every player at the break so far. We're going to have a special roundtable episode with all of our fellow tanking hosts. So you're going to hear me, host of Locked on Thunder, Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets, Koo, host of Locked on Pistons, Philip, host of Locked on Magic, Tony East, host of Locked on Pacers. We're going to all be here talking about our tanking teams and what's the trajectory of everyone to kind of reset where, where we're at. We're going to have a crossover episode with Richard Stamen of uh, Locked on NBA Draft, who was on our podcast every week last week, uh, last year heading into the NBA Draft. We're going to start that up again next week. A mailbag episode as well, and where the Thunder process stands a year and a half into the tanking 
rebuilding, retooling phase and project where it's going in the future, which we did a little bit today, but we're going to go really in deep in it and in the weeds of it uh, here next week. So a lot to look forward to all free every single day, lockdown thunder on the lockdown podcast network, your teams every single day. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO ThunderPod. And until tomorrow, when we discuss the burning question of Josh Gideon SGA, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.